You're listening to the Wonder Women of Aviation, a podcast that helps preserve the history of women in aviation and highlights women involved in aviation. Welcome to the Wonder Woman of Aviation. Season two, I don't know what episode, I'm just kind of going with it. Today we have Carolyn McGlynn, aka One Happy Fit Fly Girl on Instagram. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Natalia. Well, thank you for taking the time. Oh, you know, I wanted to try something different. We were talking a little bit earlier and I'm obviously you are involved in aviation, but I want to let our viewers know exactly what specifically, you know, got you involved in aviation, what exactly you do, what introduced you into aviation and, and, you know, who and what you are. Okay. So my introduction into aviation was kind of a fluke thing. I was 18 years old, living in Guam. I was going to university and I accompanied a girlfriend of mine to an interview for Continental Micronesia um, that operated out in the Pacific as an airline, um, a subsidiary of Continental Airlines. And she was going for an interview for a ticket agent and said, you know, would you like to come along? And then we're going to go to the store afterwards. I said, yeah, I'll come along with you. So I accompanied her into the airport Um, to the interview. And along the way, we met one of the supervisors doing her interview. And he looked at me and said, hey, do you need a part-time job? And I said, you know, why not? Okay. So at 18 years old, I started as a ticket agent. And at the same time, my older sister started in in in-flight as a flight attendant. So we're just a couple months apart. And then, you know, as I was going to school, doing my part-time job as a ticket agent, you know, my sister started flying around the world and coming home, telling me of her tales of going to Tokyo and, and, uh, you know, Honolulu. And even as a ticket agent, I mean, I know we have the the same benefits, but I mean, she was coming home every week with fun stories. So finally, when I turned 21, I um, applied for in-flight and I started flying. And that was, uh, let's see, we're, I'm in my 30th year now in the airline industry. So from continental Micronesia, I transferred over in 1998 to um, Continental Airlines. Eventually, as as you know, United and Continental merged. And here we are. I'm now based in San Francisco. And it's it's been a ride (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) I can only imagine like those of you that don't know her, follow her on Instagram. Um, she's got some amazing uh, pictures and beautiful, you know, stories of places she's been to. So you've been traveling for quite some time, which is really, really fun, but also really challenging, right? Like to constantly be on the road, to constantly, I guess, interact with different individuals. <laughs> especially Super challenging, know. yes. And, and, and also, you know, I raised two children in my career as a, you know, 30 years of my career they're now 28 and 25. So yeah, so they've been in aviation. I mean, known, you know, mom coming home with her luggage and this and that stories of this and that, you know, so yeah, up hearing a lot of, of, of fun stories. So what would you say would be like the highlight of your career? Like one story that resonates with you the most or even a place or along your travels that you can this is most memorable and well there's been so many but I have to say one that really I mean immediately stands out is a letter that I had received from my supervisor from a customer her she and her family 
And I'll never forget because, you know, it's um, that Maya Angelou saying that, you know, people will forget what, or how does it go? We'll never forget what you said, but not what you did or something like that, that one. <laughs> but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So that's the gist of it. <laughs> I know, I should have that written down somewhere. Yeah. But um, so I received this letter and it was a beautiful uh, card, very brief, but it had mentioned something um, along the lines of, you know, dear Carolyn, thank you so much um, for, you know, taking care of me, my husband and my children on our recent flight. And I thought, wow, this, you know, it was actually a year that I had not received this letter. I don't know how it got lost in the mail or, you know, what, whatever happened to it, but it, it was a year later that I received this card. And it said, you know, thank you for taking care of me, my husband, my children. Um, we were on our way to Seattle and it was my husband's last flight because he was ill with cancer mm -hmm. and and then eventually, you know, not too long after he passed away and he, she said, just thank you so much for being one of those angels, you know, on our flights. You know, you were one of the many angels along the way um, that led him to his last flight, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, I still have that card. It means the world to me. It's such a great reminder that not everyone that is traveling is on vacation. Yeah. You know, you, and, and that kind of happens to me. It's kind of a theme whenever I'm um, commuting to work or going home or just traveling in general. I'll often sit next to someone who's got a story and, you know, you'll think that, oh, you know, they're, they're having fun. He's listening to his music and he's you know, just tapping his, his armrest the whole way. And I was like, OK, well, I'm trying to sleep now. <laughs> and then, you know, finally, we're on our final approach and he takes off his music and starts chatting with me and says, uh, you know, so are you are you home now? I said, yes, I'm home. And how about you? You know, Mr. Music tapping away the whole flight. He says, I'm here for my dad's funeral and I haven't seen him in 10 years. And so this is really bittersweet. So just another reminder of like, whoa, you know, you think someone is one way, but inside there's a whole lot, there's a whole nother story going on that we don't know about. So yeah. I always keep that in mind when I'm working, when I'm traveling, it's just that not everyone's on vacation. And if you can remember that, I think you'll, your perspective on, on how you treat everyone just becomes a little more right. real, you know? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Because even, you know, I'm a customer service supervisor, you encounter individuals that are either going through something, going to a wedding, a funeral, like there's just so many different personalities that you you meet at the airport, which is a question that I had for you. Like, what is, I guess you probably just, just described it, like the favorite, most like favorite part of your job being a flight attendant, like why you said you like to travel, but there's also that human component behind it. Like, what do you love right. most about your your job. <laughs> well, you know, this is the customer service industry. And, you know, I, I mean, the great side note is that, you know, we do travel for our job. We do right. have the benefit of, you know, um, free, if not reduced travel rates on, you know, on other airlines as well. Um, so that's great. But really, I, I feel like when I go to work and I put that uniform on, just like when I put on my outfit to teach a Zumba class, as, as you know, as I'm a Zumba instructor also, it's like you're, you're changing into this uniform, right? And you're putting on your Wonder Woman persona and you're fully committing to that role. And so I feel like when I put on that uniform and I put my hair back and, 
And, you know, I walk out the door and I'm in the public eye. It's like, you're on. And, you know, it's just, I'm a people person. I love dealing with people. I love trying to help solve problems. I love trying to make their flight as comfortable and as enjoyable as I possibly can, given, you know, our resources. Um, so that's huge for me. And, and travel is, is a huge, you know, bonus for sure. Right. And I can definitely tell based on just your, your images, your Instagram, you are one happy girl. <laughs> uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, you, you know, you're constantly smiling. You're full of positivity, which I absolutely love, which draws people towards you. And you briefly mentioned Zumba. So I want to um, talk a little bit more about traveling. And for me, a big uh, part of my life is fitness. It literally changed my life, my uh, mind, body, and soul. Um, how, you know, do you incorporate fitness into travel? Cause it's easy to just be like, okay, I'm tired. I'm just going to go grab a burger or McDonald's <laughs> or all over the airport, Starbucks, like, oh, so, um, first, if you can talk about like staying fit on the road, like what do you do as a flight attendant to stay, you know, obviously you look great to stay fit and focused. Well, for sure, you know, during 30 years of my career, it wasn't always the case, you know, when you get into your, your hotel late at night, and you're starving. And, you know, you look at that room service menu, and you really don't want to pick a salad. because well, you, your is not, You know, you're not going to be uh, happy with that. But um, as I've gotten older, you know, I'll be I'll be 49 next month. Um, oh, thank you. I mean, I've definitely noticed a huge difference when I take care of myself and myself, meaning, like you said, mind, body, and soul. Um, you know, I think the happiest people have gotten through maybe, you know, the toughest times, um, from my experience, just when you're super happy, you know, I think, I don't think you can be on a hundred percent all the time. Um, and as you know, Instagram is our highlight reel, <laughs> so, but you know, the, the truth of the matter is, you know, mental health is so important. So, um, you know, you really need to make sure that you are feeding your, your mind things that will keep you positive things that won't make you feel like you're not enough or, oh my gosh, you know, she looks way better than I do. She looks more fit than I do. She looks happier than I do. You right. know, we just need to make sure that we recognize that Instagram is, is not real. And even though we post, you know, our, our highlight reels and, and um, when it, it's not a competition. Yeah. So you have to rem remind yourself of that. You know, you're not competing against, you know, all these people that are, have all these followers, you know, just, you can't beat yourself up for that. Um, and I know that's difficult. I know that's so difficult because you feel like, you know, sometimes I even feel like, you know, am I posting enough or is, is anybody going to relate to this? Um, and I feel like, oh. <laughs> yeah. and I remember like, okay, well, why am I doing this? I'm doing this for me because I feel like, you know, this is what I want my audience to know today, to feel today, to just bring a smile to their face. Um, you know, I've lost both my parents, uh, my mom very early on when she was only 50 years old. Um, so I think that in itself really helped shape me to become the person that I am today, the, the mother that I am. Um, 
because I'm very family focused and I, on my Instagram, I definitely like to keep my family life private because I feel that that's um, respectful towards them. Um, And it's just a piece of me that I keep, you know, close to my heart that I don't feel, you know, the need to share openly with everyone. That said, you know, family's super important. So my family keeps me grounded. So mentally, if I need a mental check, you know, I'll check in with my husband, I'll check in with my sister, like, okay. And they're like, okay, don't beat yourself up. You're doing great. (laughs) Okay. Keep going. Um, But you need to allow yourself those downtimes and you need to have a support group to go to, you know, so that your, your mental checks are there Um, physically on the road. Definitely. It helps to pack your own healthy snacks so that you, you know, to lessen the temptation of running into Starbucks for that big old loaded muffin or, you know, that scone that was so tempting. Drink lots of water. I mean, that's, I know that's common um, knowledge, but I'm not a big fan of just drinking plain old water, but I know I have to do it. It's just good for our organs. It's just good to stay hydrated, especially in the airplanes um, for as long as we can be. So just bring your, your mug, fill it up at the airport. They have, you know, lots of airports have those refillable water stations that you can do. So you don't have to constantly buy water. So I look for that. As soon as I get through TSA, I look to fill up my water bottle. And if there isn't one, then I'll go and buy a big water bottle because, you know, if you're traveling and sometimes maybe the flight's turbulent and you're waiting for a glass of water and the flight attendants can't get up for, you know, however long, sometimes it's only 10 minutes. Sometimes it could be a whole hour that yeah. it's super turbulent, you know, depending on, you know, the weather and thunderstorms right. in the area. So you may not get your cup of water for an hour. Right. So I always feel like, you know, the more prepared you are on your own, bringing your healthy snacks, the easier it is for you to maintain just, you know, keeping, you know, those healthy um, options available to you. Okay. Which I guess the second question I have to that is, you know, you're, you're getting ready for a trip. You're getting your bag ready. What are your go-to snack items that you pack or must have items? Okay. Must have items. I always pack uh, green tea that, which is easy, you know, slim green tea. I have almonds. I always have um, like a little dessert, like a little, like chocolate covered blueberries or something like that. So, cause you know, I do have a sweet tooth. So, <laughs> so I'll always have some kind of chocolate with me. Just easy, you know, like I, they have those little snack packs okay. with the nuts and sunflower seeds, things like that. I think I buy them um, in bulk at Costco. So I'll just throw a couple in my bag. And so when I'm getting hungry and maybe, you know, the cart has already passed, I've been asleep. I just bust out that little bag and I start snacking. So those are a couple favorite ones. Okay. I used to pack like seaweed, but then, you know, sometimes it gets stuck in your teeth <laughs> and then you look like you're missing a tooth. So that, yeah, so no, no one, no seaweed. <laughs> Unless you've got that mirror, you know, like you can pick your teeth, but. <laughs> so it is possible to stay and make healthy choices on the road. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like I'm hearing just water, I'm hearing just snacks. Um, I try to do that because my husband is an airshow pilot and we, we go, we travel a lot. We go to like little, little towns that only have fried food options that are not very healthy. So I try, I'm like you, I, I pack my nuts, my right. little snack bars, my little protein bars. Um, sometimes exactly. I'll just yes. So it, it is possible to stay fit on the road, um, which leads into Zumba. I'd like to learn more about, you know, 
your Zumba, I guess, story. I absolutely love um, <laughs> Zumba. Like I, I love fitness. I love, you know, hardcore. I do weights. I do weightlifting. I do boxing. But Zumba for me is like my happy workout. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so true. It's such, it's my happy place. And um, I became an instructor in 2004. Um, I had been taking, I live in Naples, Florida, and I had been taking a class um, from a, a now very good friend of mine. And it was a very big class. And so several of the ladies that were dancing behind me had approached me several times and said, you know, sometimes when it gets too crowded, we'll follow you because we can't really see her. So I said, oh, well, thanks. And so eventually I heard enough of that, that I said, you know what, maybe I'll try becoming an instructor. And so, um, you know, I live in Florida and, you know, the Zumba was born in Miami. So yeah. I went over and had my instructor training. Um, and then I didn't teach right away because of my flight schedule. You know, it's hard to commit to teaching a class, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to be here Monday, Wednesday, Friday when, you know, right. I'm up in the air. And so I didn't really want to commit. So I substituted classes here and there. And then eventually it became, um, particularly on my flight from San Fran to Singapore, there's a nice little gym there. And right outside, there's this open area space. And, um, you know, I thought, wow, this would be a great place to teach Zumba. So I started bringing my portable speaker and asked the, you know, my crew and said, you know, does anybody want to take a Zumba class from me? <laughs> And then, you know, I get like a couple hands here and there. So it was sometimes I've had um, even just one person, but then I've had up to, I say, I want to say eight of my crew members, you know, we would land into Singapore from San Fran at 16 hours plus get there. And somehow, you know, you get your third wind, right? And then I'd say, okay, meet me downstairs in half an hour and I'll teach a Zumba class. So sure enough, they'd come and meet and we'd have a great time and word got out. And then sometimes crew members who'd see me on the flight would say, you know, hey, are you teaching Zumba today? <laughs> so I said, well, you know, I have to scout the hotel and see if there's a space in the gym area. You know, sometimes they have a little yoga room that um, that they're not using. And, and so it just kind of grew from there. And then eventually it grew into like these little dance numbers that I would teach some of the crew members um, and I'd film it just to say, look, what, you know, look how fun this is. And then it just kind of caught on and it's been, it's on my, um, my Instagram page as well. Some of the little dance numbers I've done with my crew. I've seen it. I was like, I think I saw you maybe when I started with the company three years ago, I'm like, she is amazing. I'm going to, <laughs> her. I'm going to talk to her and take a class. <laughs> so. oh, thank you. And, and in the beauty of that is those little dance numbers have been, literally rehearsed maybe two times because they're such simple movements right. and I'll say, okay, follow me and you just watch my feet two times. We'll do the run, you know, rehearsal and then we'll film. And that's, that's all we'll never do like a second. Okay. Take two because okay. it's kind of, you know, being in the moment, being authentic. And just, if you flub, you flub because you know, that's the beauty of Zumba. It's that there's no perfect, you know, you, it, it's about dance fitness but it's not about being perfect when you dance. You know, this is not like five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah. It's about moving, getting the, the exactly. blood flowing. Exactly. And, and the beauty of it also is that 
it's for everyone. You know, it doesn't matter what your dance background, if you have no dance background, how old you are, how fit or unfit you are. It's, it's, and when they get the moves and they see how simple it can be, it kind of like, you know, sometimes plants a seed in there. Like, you know, maybe when I get home, I'm going to check out a Zumba class. This doesn't look so hard. Um, Yeah. So Zumba is for everybody. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. I was a little bit embarrassed at first, but then I'm like, whatever, I'm having fun. Nobody's looking like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's watching you. Everybody's watching the instructor just trying to learn the moves. (laughs) You can burn up to 500 calories a session. I was like, oh, wow. Cause I've worn my Fitbit. I'm like, yes. And you're having fun. That's the best part. You're Um, having so much fun. Yes. And I love that you're integrating um, your passion, which would you say Zumba is one of your passions? For sure. Yes. And aviation, which is really cool because the perception is like, oh, if I'm a flight attendant, I don't have, you know, time for anything else or, you know, that's going to take up all my time. But it seems like you have that work-life balance, which I'd like to briefly touch on. Um, You know, you have children and obviously a family, a spouse, uh, how do you, you know, manage or how do they manage, you know, you being gone and, and when you first started finding that balance? Well, when I first started flying in Guam, you know, we didn't have as many layovers as, as we do now, obviously. And Guam, you were kind of limited to your destinations. Um, so it was easy raising kids actually, to be honest, um, because we would call them turn, turn flights, where I'd leave in the morning and I'm back by 3 p.m. So it's kind of like a regular nine to five job. Um, Eventually, when I moved to um, the mainland U.S. and started flying, it was a little bit more challenging. But thankfully, um, you know, with family help, if I had to fly, like my sister would drop the kids to school and pick them up and, and I'd come home. I would usually do turns. Um, and then as they got older and their teenage years, I was able to do layovers because, you know, they have a busy life themselves, you know, teenagers, you probably don't see your teenage kids from about, I would say maybe 14, 15 and then until about 22. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) They're like doing their own thing. And you're like, okay, oh, is mom home? Oh, you're back. Where did you go? Did you even leave? (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, my children, my daughter's 19, my son's 24. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty much, yeah. Like, okay. You have these little creatures that are yours, but you see them occasionally. I know. So, I know. You just, you just have to make sure they're fed and clothed yeah. and, and, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> so it is possible for those. Um, and I'm leading this into for those that are possibly interested in pursuing a career of being a flight attendant or a pilot or in general, um, you know, what, piece of advice would you give for those that are kind of concerned about that? Like, you know, it's, it's a big thing to leave your home and to be gone for so long. Is there anything that helped you along the way to kind of just stay like focused? Well, no doubt having the support system at home, um, you know, because your family, your children are, you know, your most valuable, you know, people to you. And if I was concerned about, you know, who I was leaving them with, um, for how long I, I know I just wouldn't be productive in flying. It, I would be a nervous wreck. So um, to have the support of your, your partner, your um, if you have family, if you're lucky enough to have close family around you that you entrust your children with, it, it can be done. Um, but I think it, if you don't have that support system, 
Um, it's definitely going to be a challenge um, with this career because, as you know, when you start flying, you're on a um, reserve initially, meaning you're on call, you're on standby, you don't have a schedule right away. So you don't know if you're going to be gone for five days or, you know, home for two weeks and you just don't know your schedule. Um, so that's, that's, that in itself is such a huge challenge and, you know, to have a babysitter and, and, uh, you really need to have that, that trust in whoever is going to be, um, taking care of your, your family while you're away. Okay. And what type of personality do you think you would have to be a flight attendant? I mean, obviously you have to, safety is a big component of it. Attention to detail. Um, I'm just, putting it out there for those that are possibly interested. If you see this podcast and you want to become, um, you know, in flight, what type of person do you think or personality you'd have to have? Well, I think um, in in flight and training, especially they'll, they'll, you'll hear the word flexible (laughs) more than once, (laughs) more than 10 times even, (laughs) because that's, that's the deal, you know, especially like I, I just mentioned being on standby, being on reserve, being on call, Um, You never know where you're going, how long you're going to be gone for. If you come back for one day and then you're gone again for five days. Um, So you have to be flexible. You you know, you really can't um, just take off and leave your dog at home for, you know, six days by itself. So you need to be flexible. You need to be organized with, you know, your matters at home to be taken care of if you're away. Um, so, yeah, so those two are key, flexible, organized, a people person for sure, because, you know, uh, of course, we, we, you'll be trained during um, our initial training uh, with safety matters, um, how to handle our doors on the, on the airplane, how to evacuate, um, CPR, you know, using the AED, first aid, all these things. Um, that are so, so vital um, and necessary to, to be a good flight attendant. Um, and, and those skills, you know, CPR first aid are great for, for using at home too, you know? Yeah. Um, but definitely what people see the most is our customer service skills. Yeah. So definitely wear a smile, you know, yeah try to be as positive. Just remember when you get on that plane, you know, you're on until you get to your hotel room, until you take that uniform off, people are watching you, you know, whether you realize like you're getting off your plane, you're getting into your crew van to get to the hotel. Um, You're always on camera, camera. (laughs) you know, literally like with people in their phones. Um, So how you, how you present yourself is, um, how your audience will perceive you. So if you take yourself as a true professional, you know, you take pride in your, your appearance, your uniform, um, and you smile, you're sincere, you know, you're friendly and you genuinely care, then, then you'll do fine. You'll do just fine. I have no doubt. Okay, great. So you could be a flight attendant too, if you want to, or even in flight or pilot or whatever. Um, as long as you're flexible, it sounds like, and you're organized, which I am not organized. <laughs> <laughs> organized helps. It definitely helps. Um, 
Because I know, yeah, you can, some people I know are all over the place. And I said, well, how does that system work for you? But it does. <laughs> it's all it works. Like I operate well under chaos. So that's why I love the operation. <laughs> okay, let's see where this adventure is going to take me. Um, speaking of, of adventures, um, is there one place that I guess we fly to or in general, or that you absolutely love that's a go-to um or any insight tips that you can give our viewers? Okay, um, I would say one of my favorite layovers is Edinburgh, Scotland. Okay. And I'd have to say that because it's just one of those places. And I think it has to do a lot with where our layover hotel is. And it's on located on the Royal Mile. Um, and so at the top of the mile, there's a beautiful castle, Edinburgh Castle. So when you walk out, you know, that was kind of the inspiration for J.K. Rowling and um, Harry Potter in her series. So you just feel like you're taken away to this magical place. At least that's how I feel. <laughs> and, you know, with a castle nearby and it just feels so surreal that you know that you're somewhere else. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Um and of course, you know, all the different paradise destinations that we fly to, like Tahiti, all the different, you know, islands in Hawaii, um, when you need that tropical getaway. <laughs> it's just such a long trip. Like, I'm like, okay, staying in a plane for that long. Do you have any suggestions on the, like, okay, for those that like me, day trips, I'm all about day trips, overnights, like a short, okay, I want to just spur the moment, go somewhere. Yeah. Um, where would you go? It's been a while, but, you know, Charleston, South Carolina is a really cool place. Um, yeah. Very charming. Have you been there? I think I've been to Charleston. Yeah, briefly. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's been a while, though. Yeah. And I think just, you know, there's so many cities, um, obviously, like New York City that we, you know, we fly into Newark, JFK, um, to explore, let's see, just my base in itself, San Francisco, San Diego, one of my my top favorite places in, in on the planet. There's so much to see within the continental U.S. Um, and then obviously in Europe and Asia and everywhere else we fly to. It's it, there's just so much to explore. <laughs> yeah, the possibilities are endless. Or people are itching to travel. Um, where can they go? But thank you for answering that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I know each you know, country has its own protocol, COVID protocol in place, Right. Um, whether you're pre-testing, you test there 72 hours before, you know, whatever it is, you know, make sure you um, do your homework. Yeah. I think the United app is a great resource for information. I think we have the best app <laughs> out there as far as airlines. I mean, there's a well, I mean, so much information that you didn't even know you needed is yeah. on the United app. Um, so bravo to our, our team. Who oh, yeah. Does that. They do an amazing job. I was like, oh, I didn't know I could find this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, stuff. So they they do do a great oh, job. Um, absolutely, and they're constantly innovating. I, I remember just recently when I was you know non revving, taking a, a personal trip, and I had not realized that once they clear the standbys, you get mm -hmm. a notification and yeah. on your on your, on the app saying you've got a seat. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't have to wait. <laughs> Travel has come a long way since the 80s. <laughs> for sure. It's really, really cool. Thank you for talking to me. We're getting to the near uh, the end of our interview, but I just wanted to ask you, like, 
One last question. Do you do some online Zumba for those that don't live near you? How can people find or sign up for your classes? I don't know if it's closed or open or even just learn more about you. Yeah. So right now I'm, I'm taking a hiatus just because of the holidays and me going back to flying, regular flying in December. So January, 2022, I'm looking to do virtual classes again, maybe once or twice a week. So I post about my classes on my Instagram channel at one happy fit fly girl. You can find me there. Also my website, carolynmcglynn.zumba.com is where you, um, all my information for Zumba is posted. Okay. And that would be a great new year's resolution for those of you that are listening. I'm going to post this after the holidays, get ahead of those new year's resolutions. Cause that way you can sneak up on you. And it's not even about weight. It's about fitness, mind, body, soul. Exactly. And you know, the, the beauty of t- doing a virtual class is really nobody's watching you. <laughs> so, you know, you can turn your camera off. I will, you know, come say hi to me in the beginning, but you can turn it off. Now, I don't want you to sit there on your couch and watch me, but you can really try to follow the moves at your pace and, and not be so worried. And when you feel comfortable, you know, turn that camera on and dance with me and, and the other um, students. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's so liberating. It's just, it's, it's freedom. It's expression. It's, it'll be your happy place too. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be happy fit. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> One happy fit crew. That's what we'll be. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Carolyn, for joining us on the Wonder Women of Aviation. Thank you for those that are listening. Make sure to follow her on. You have a YouTube as well, right? I do. I'm not so current on that. I think I'm okay. most active on Instagram. Okay. So make sure that you follow Instagram. I'm going to put the handle here um, and join us next time on the Wonder Women of Aviation. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Natalia. I appreciate it. Each episode, we meet with women, both in and out of the cockpit, to talk about their passions, experiences, the history of aviation, and how they make an impact. Thanks for listening.